And hello everyone and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free. I'm Dave Batista, along with my co-host Nathan Jones. And of course, we would love for you to keep us in prayer for our program today as we're going to be talking about America and Bible prophecy in harm's way. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if you will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity to get together and uh, study your word. We think with uh, this time period being in the July, the fourth of July, we think of America. And uh, Lord, uh, where does that fit in Bible prophecy? So Lord, we ask that you illuminate the scriptures and show us uh, where we are or are not in the Bible. Thank you, Lord, for your precious name. Amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, as we're talking about America and Bible prophecy in harm's way. Nathan, it's great to have you on the program. What an incredible conference you guys just had a few days ago. Right. Well, those of us here at Land of Lion Ministries, we hold an annual conference, the Bible Prophecy Conference in the Dallas, Texas area. And we held one, like I said, last week. It was our 2018 Bible Prophecy Conference. Its theme was God's Prophetic Voices to America. We had guests like White House correspondent Bill Kane, radio personality Jan Markell. We had a rabbi, Messianic rabbi Jonathan Kahn. We had Ooh. Pastor Billy Crone. We even had Robert Jeffers, who's on the Presidential uh, Pastors Advisory Board. So many people who really have the heartbeat of what's going on in America right here under one roof and preaching their heart out about where America fits in Bible prophecy and where it's going. And folks want to check that out. They go to our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. We streamed it so you can watch it right there on our website. Nathan, an amazing conference. Thank you so much for sharing all those wonderful, wonderful speakers. And Nathan, you told me that the house was packed. You were sold out even before the conference uh, was all scheduled. Well, we put that conference, uh, registration opened in January, and by two months it filled. We had a thousand people attend, and we had nearly a thousand free session online through streaming, and then now we're up near, say, 30,000 views on YouTube. So yeah. uh, it's a real passion for people to know where the United States fits in Bible prophecy. And I've heard our overseas friends say, man, you Americans are obsessed with American <laughs> Bible prophecy. Well, America, you know, right now, one of the most powerful, or if not the most powerful right. nation in the world. So, yes, we want to know how it fits into end-time Bible prophecy. Absolutely. Are we cynical about it? Yeah, probably. But, it, it, you know, where do we fit? What's the role in the future? That, that's yeah. a good question. Absolutely. And, Nathan, that's true. We play a, an incredible role. Of course, sometimes um, people think that the world revolves around America, but we'll find out <laughs> that's not necessarily true. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Dr. Reagan, our, our founder and director here at Land of Mind Ministries, likes to say that Americans believe that God is up in heaven, sitting on his throne, right. wrapped and draped in an American flag. And that's kind of how we see God. God's team is America. But that definitely is not the case. But you're right, that comes out of our own pride for our country, good in some respects, bad in others. Absolutely. And I mean, we do. We, we should be proud of America. I mean, there, there is a lot of uh, wonderful things that God is doing with this country. Uh, missionaries that they're sending out, the gospel is being shared. Uh, you know, so, so yeah, there's a lot of wonderful things. But also, when we really look at America and Bible prophecy, Nathan, is America actually mentioned in Bible prophecy? Some people tend to think that it is. They do, uh, based on four different references. If you like, I can go through the references. Absolutely. I think that would be fantastic in case someone out there is not familiar with these passages. Okay. Well, uh, the first one you'll see people point to is Isaiah 18. And it talks about uh, uh, 
there's seven prophets, the first seven prophesied how a present will be brought to the Lord of hosts from a people tall and smooth as skin, mm-hmm. and from a people terrible from the green water, a nation powerful and treading down, whose land the rivers divide. So people look at it and say, well, a powerful nation that's right. divided by a river. Well, that's the United States. The Mississippi River runs down through it. Therefore, this is a prophecy. These tall and smooth-skinned people are from the United States. But uh, the smooth-skinned part, it doesn't make any sense. They could, so be from the, they could be from the Dominican Republic, Nathan. There you go. You know, they're visiting Bath and Bonneville a lot. You know, it's a smooth-skinned part. Well, again, interpretation of the Bible is yeah. dependent on a little interpretation and context is vital. So you have to go to the previous verses in Isaiah and you realize that the context is Ethiopia. In Isaiah's time, it was also included the nation of Sudan. And the dividing river in the Mississippi, it was the Nile River. So yes. this is a prophecy about the Ethiopians of Isaiah's time. It's clearly not a prophecy about Americans. Mm. Excellent point. And that's why, Nathan, we do need to read the scriptures in context, right? Sometimes people just pull one verse out without reading the whole context before and after. And sometimes we pull scriptures out of context when we do that. We do. We do. That's the the second uh, verse that people look at when they say America's in Bible prophecy. They turn to the prophecy of God and may God found in Ezekiel 38 and 39. And that prophecy is about a coalition of nations uh, led by Russia, Islamic nations, that will come and attempt to destroy Israel when God steps in and supernaturally defeats them. This is a prophecy for the future. And it references the merchants of Tarshish and all their young lions. Well, Tarshish in that time period, 600 BC, was considered the nation at the very end of the world. But people wondered, what is Tarshish? Tarshish could be Spain or it could be England. Uh, it's unsure, historians aren't sure which one is it, Britain or Spain. So if the young lions mean the colonies, it could mean the Spanish-speaking colonies of South and Central America, or it could mean the English-speaking countries, the colonies of North America, that include, of course, New Zealand and Australia, and Canada and the United States. There we go, the United States. That's (laughs) Well, it's possible, it's possible, but again, it's it's un- unsaid. If you have to really look into that, if there's any of these prophecies that might enter the United States, it- it's that. And that's that these, these merchants of Tarshish and the young lions sit it out and let Russia and Islamic countries try to destroy Israel. Uh, so that's the second prophecy that some people say refers to the United States. Right. And so you said there's a few more, Nathan, you have for us? Or, or I, I think... Yeah. I think... I think or, yeah, I think... Maybe. Yep, sorry, I thought you were mentioning four, four or uh, verses or two, but that's, um, I think that's fantastic right there because that gives us a glimpse of, again, putting things in context and referencing the time and the days when things are talking, uh, referring to, and I think that's important uh, for, oh, yeah. for, for individuals to make a note of that. That's fantastic. So, Nathan, again, well, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, let's, that's kind of the third one while we're at it, and that's uh, Revelation 12, it tells the story of the, Symbol, lots of symbols. This one is the dragon. The dragon is cast down to earth and he persecutes a woman who gives birth to a male child. And the woman is given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she is protected. So people look at that and they, they interpret it as correctly the dragon is Satan, the woman right. is Israel, and the male child is Jesus. 
But then they go off the rails and they say, well, this, this great eagle, these wings, mm. or an eagle was civil to the United States. Therefore, Americans will fly over to Israel and airlift the Jews away from the Antichrist and protect them somewhere in the desert. But again, to interpret the Bible, you have to go in the context. And you read this, this, this eagle's wings, you've got to go back to Deuteronomy 32, where it says Israel was delivered from Egyptian slavery as the verse goes, how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. The eagle's wings, God explains, is himself, not the United States. Excellent point. Nathan, I love that. I mean, and also, I mean, really, if you think about it, when you talk about the millions of people in the tribulation, I mean, that's going to be a lot of airplanes for American Eagle to fly people to. <laughs> and it goes against the tribulation, which teaches that the Antichrist, this one world ruler, will come and all the nations of the oh, world nation, yes. will be part of the Antichrist kingdom. All the nations of the world yeah. against Israel. So Americans won't be airlifting the Israelis out to a safe place, they will be persecuting along with the Antichrist, the Jewish people. And we're going to talk, and Nathan, that's a good point because people need to look uh, again as we talk about uh, after you cover, of course, the fourth point. We need to recognize where America is eventually going to align in the in the end times. Right, right. Well, the fourth one is uh, Babylon the Great, Revelation eighteen, and this passage foretells of a coming one world ruler who will reign from Babylon. And the rulers of the empire describes having made the nations drunk off of fornication, and the merchants of the earth rich through their luxury, and then God destroys this evil empire in one hour. Well, some conclude that since the United States is powerful, wealthy, and moral polluters of the world, that Babylon, the reference, must be the United States or somewhere in the United States like New York City or Hollywood. But again, man, you got to go to the context. The context is a new global government where all the nations of the world are members. So, if America still exists during that future time, we would only be a member state, never having reached the status of a global empire. Excellent point. Wonderful, wonderful four points, Nathan. I think that's fantastic homework there for someone who's maybe uh, uh, curious or wasn't sure about this, but that's pretty much the mentions. And again, we do know that God has used America, right, Nathan? Uh, in the in the past, I mean, this country was built on the foundations of the Word of God and the Bible, but... Nevertheless, we've come a long way, Nathan, right, from those founding fathers' faith in, in, in the foundations of America. Oh, right. Every generation seems to step back farther and farther from God. The more we're blessed, the more He blesses us, which follows the pattern we saw in the nations of Israel and Judah throughout the Old Testament. Yeah. The more God blessed them, the more people got haughty, they pulled away from them, then they opened an oak outright rebellion against them. God brought tribulations and judgments to them until they finally repented or got destroyed. Mm -hmm. And that's the cycle we're seeing in the United States. And we were blessed by the Lord. We sent missionaries out all over the world. We were blessed us more and more. But we yeah. became haughty. We became rebellious. God sending remedial judgments. And then one day, we either need to repent or God will destroy us. And frankly, I, it looks like when you look at the Bible, when you look at, for instance, uh, Isaiah 34, the nation of the Lord is against all the nations that appear against all their armies, and how he will destroy all the nations that come against Israel at Armageddon. So we see that the United States won't choose repentance, it will eventually choose outright rebellion, and will be destroyed by being absorbed into the Antichrist kingdom. 
And Eddie, you made a good point that we have to reference the word all because all means all. And as much as we love our country, the reality is, as we look at Bible prophecy towards the end time, we're going to fall into that category of that all. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's the inevitable re future for every nation except for Israel on the planet. Mm. Excellent point. And Nathan, if I, a few months back, you did this really amazing video and you were dressed up as a, um, uh, you look like a scientist. I mean, it was great. <laughs> so let's just say you put on your white scruffs again, you are a doctor, you're taking the vital signs of America, you're checking its blood pressure. How would you rate the health of our country? Where would you put it right now? Are we in good shape? Are we in good health? Or what would you say as a spiritual doctor? Uh, you're funny, yes, you're referring to one of our inbox videos, which is a short Bible teaching video that we try to be creative. Uh, we've made over 20 of them now, and uh, you can find them on our website at mainline.com or on our YouTube channel, Christ in Prophecy. So yeah, I just dress like a doctor to teach the importance of interpreting the Bible literally. But if I had to give a pulse, now based again on those who I told you who are at our conference, yes. who are the experts in the field, who are connected to the highest people in the land, they all agree that the United States is suffering from a terrible sickness right now. We are sin sick. We are totally not just uh, ignoring God or an outright rebellion against God. And in any country and any person that is an outright rebellion against God is facing judgment. Mm. And Nathan, that, and, and that's a good analogy there. That's a good uh, uh, a diagnosis, if you will, diagnosis of, of our condition. Now, some some people really don't want to admit and see uh, those the problems, Nathan. Like many people that are sick and they don't want to go to the doctor and get checked, right? They're sort of ignoring uh, the realities. But these signs are all over the place, right? The signs of the times. We are. We're living in a time where America is still a world power. We're still the mightiest military and the best economy. And the Lord is blessing us. And man, you got to admit, the church is still, even though it's a little apathetic, a lot apathetic, it's still thriving in the United States. We're still yeah. sending missionaries out. We're still, the Lord is using the United States to keep peace in the world. So the United States is still being used by God. But there's, every generation, there seems to be a growing generation that is not only resistant against God, but outright wants to kick him out of our country. I mean, yeah. the, the hostility that we're getting, especially from the left, Amazing. against God and, and wanting to get rid of him, uh, like the Freedom from Religion Foundation, the NAACP, the ACLU, they all exist to try to force Christianity out of the context of the United States. And if you kick God out of the context of the United States, what do you get? You get pandemonium and chaos. And we're seeing it, brother, especially in our most sensitive areas, and that's our classrooms. Yeah, oh wow, Nathan, I mean, just the, the copycat shootings in the high schools, it's so sad. But you're right, Nathan, I mean, what are we doing? We need to wake up, we need to open our eyes, we need to go see what the Bible has to say, and Nathan, God does want to bless America, and bless the people, and bless the nation, but I mean, we're, we're a little bit far from Second uh, Chronicles uh, 7.14, and, and I wanted for us to go there, Nathan, because not all hope is lost. There's always hope. But Americans need to wake up and need to recognize that if we don't follow the patterns of the Bible or what the Bible has to say, we are in big trouble. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, to 2 Chronicles 7 uh, as we look at verses uh, 11 through 15 and go over those a little bit? Certainly. Well, I 
11 Chronicles 7:14. When I was up preaching in a church in Cree, the Cree Nation up in northern Quebec, they had this verse written Excellent. on the wall of their church. As soon as you walked in, this was a big right on the wall of their church, and it is one of the best verses wow. in a quote in the entire Bible. Good choice. Yeah, if you could take us there, that would be fantastic. Just in case someone doesn't have a Bible or is not familiar with these verses. Okay. Eleven through fifteen will be great. Okay. Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house, and Solomon successfully accomplished all that came into his heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house. And then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen to this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven, there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn away from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open to my ears and send to prayer made in this place. Wow. Nathan, so you spoke on this passage. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot there, especially in verse 14. 14 is key. I mean, look what God says here. That this is not just applicable to in the relationship with the Lord. And unfortunately, there are churches that are not in the right place with the Lord. And they are the ones that need to repent. And when they do, the Lord will heal their nation. So in the end, it is up to the Christian, amazingly enough, it's up to the Christian to be the ones that humble ourselves and repent. Excellent point, and and I think this is a, an amazing passage, Nathan. Because again, I had I had a picture posted there, and uh, uh, for those that are watching us live on social media, of course, so they can catch this on Facebook as well. Uh, I had a picture there uh, with uh, with a little girl sort of running across the street uh, and says in, in in harm's way. And the idea is, Nathan, for America, uh, there's a there's there's a judgment coming. There there's a car coming, and we're kind of just playing on the street with our ball. And uh, the reality is, if we're not careful, we're going to get uh, run over. Uh, say the temple, the temple, the temple. Right. In other words, we're protected. God's not going to do anything against us as long as God says His home is in the temple. Well, by the end of Israel's history, the, the Shekinah glory of the Lord left the temple. He was gone. That's He's like, I don't need to live in a house built by man. I can be anywhere. And we think the United States, because we have a Christian heritage, that, or we have a great military or a good economy, right. that we will last forever. But brother, democracies rarely last over 200 years, and yes. we are well over 200 years now, so we are living on borrowed time. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, uh, again, we're just looking at, again, uh, this incredible uh, passages in, um, uh, in the Bible, but also, uh, if you could take us to 1 Peter 4.17, I know our time is short. But again, as we talk about judgment, as we talk about what's coming, uh, I believe also it's a wake-up call to the Christians in America. Our responsibility is too much has been given, uh, much is required. And again, the question is, where do we uh, stand when it comes to the judgment, if the Lord were going to judge America? And I think First Peter 4, 17, Nathan, if you can uh, uh, read that for us, and then we can talk a little bit about it. Shine, shed some light into the situation. Excellent choice. Uh, it's a good verse. Uh, it reads, For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. Mm. And it begins with us first. What will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Excellent. And Nathan, again, 
again, I, 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 what I noticed there too, maybe you're in agreement, in the house, uh, the people, the church, the Christians, right? It starts here. It says revival begins in the human heart. And that's where it starts. People have said, well, we need a, a political revival. President <laughs> Trump or a new Supreme Court justice or Congress yeah. fixed all our problems. And they're not responsible for fixing our spiritual problems. That begins in the Christian heart. And it emanates into the church led by the pastors. And then it grows and affects society. It begins as a grassroots movement, so to speak. And it's a biblical teaching, just like you said with verse 17. It begins at the house of God. It begins with us first. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, with that, we need to also uh, recognize responsibility. Anyone that is tuned in and maybe... Uh, you don't have a relationship with the Lord and you're already a little bit uh, fearful. Well, the reality is the Bible offers hope. The Bible says, if my people, well, maybe you say, well, maybe I'm not really one of those spiritual people. The good news is you can become one of those. And we're going to give you an opportunity right now for you to do that so that you can be part of the house of God. Would you be able, Nathan, maybe to speak to that person out there that maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord? How they can start the relationship and be part of our family? Excellent choice. Uh, I love that if you keep reading on verse 17, it says, Now if the righteous one is scarcely saved, mm -hmm. where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? That's a great question. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, what's going to happen when you die? Where are you going to go? You can decide that maybe you'll blink out of existence or you'll reincarnate or, uh, you know, you know, there's all these different theories and ideas, but nobody knows those are man-made ideas. But God tells us that the wages of sin is death. In other words, when you sinned against God and against man, that you earned death. And that's your future. That death is eternal punishment in hell. But good news, Jesus Christ, God, the Son of God, died for your sins. He bore the price of your sins on himself. And when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he will forgive you of your sins. He will take your guilt and punishment upon himself. And you will go basically scot-free. Yes. It's amazing. It's a wonderful, wonderful gift. But you have to pray from your heart. Believe in your heart. Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. Jesus will do this that you will be forgiven and you will be an inheritor of the kingdom of God. Ooh. And I say hallelujah for that, Nathan Jones. That is fantastic news. And yeah, again, maybe you pray that prayer silently wherever you are, now or on a future date. Uh, listen, God loves you. God has a plan for you. And now, if my people, you included, like the Bible says there, if we are, if we humble ourselves, if we pray, if we seek the Lord's face, Nathan, you and I were always expecting. Again, in the, in the midst of blackness and darkness, you and I always offer hope, and we see hope. And, and for the meantime, there's hope in America, as long as the church does its part. Right, Nate? Right. As long as the believer in Christ is here in the United States doing the will of the Lord, yes. even in an emaciated, Laodicean state, we still are bringing blessing upon the Lord. The blessed Lord yes. is still blessing. And that's why, when the rapture of the church happens, when the Lord takes the Christians out of this earth and up to heaven, where will the United States be? There'll be no Christians left. And therefore the blessing will move off of America and as we read in the Bible, move on to Israel. And that's the future of the United States. Woo, that is fantastic. And Nathan, we really believe that the rapture is at the door, that danger is coming, but the Lord is going to snatch us up and take us away because we've trusted in Him. Hallelujah. <laughs> right, and there's a historical precedent for that. 
just look at Great Britain. Yes. It's, no, it's not Great Britain anymore. It's a little bigger than Michigan. I, or look at uh, the Roman Empire when it, the Christianity, yeah. the Byzantine Empire. It doesn't exist anymore. Wherever Christianity has left the nation, there's nothing left of the nation. Excellent point. And Nathan, and that's why we don't know how much longer for America. But while we're here, we're going to take advantage of the time that's given to us and we're going to make a difference. And that's what our programs are all about. You know, I love Dr. Reagan. He talks about uh, God's prophetic voices to America, but also I see also you as a, a global voice. Uh, through the internet to the world. And that's what you and I do. Uh, while we have an opportunity, we're going to continue to share the good news of Jesus Christ uh, uh, to whoever is willing to listen, whether it's in America or through technology right now across the world. And that's what you and I are all about as well. <laughs> so Nathan, it's been an exciting program, of course, as we've been talking about America and Bible prophecy in harm's way. And uh, thank you for sharing that invitation. For those who were part of the program, of course, we ran out of this segment of the program. But Nathan, it's always a pleasure to have you as my co-host. Hey, brother. It's a pleasure to be on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, saying goodbye to the Lord. Bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And I pray you guys have a wonderful week. Keep looking up to the sky. The Lord is coming back very, very soon. Uh, make a difference this week. May the Lord bless you.